give you uh, this pulpit today. Take your liberty, God bless you. I just want to say it's my privilege to be here today. And uh, all the kind words our brother just said, that's too much for me. I'm just still one of the boys. And it's so good to be in the house of God with friends that I've known for many years and some that... Uh, as I'm getting older, I wish I would have found them earlier. And I want to thank that we all, we make a contribution one to another. It's good to see your faces at these meetings. And it's, it's, it's to your good and well-being that you drop everything else and come to church. We learn from one another. I'm going to do my best today to talk to you. And I don't know how long I'm going to preach. It may be over in a hurry. But I'll do what I can. God bless you. You may be seated. We first came to um, to go to these services back in the days of the of the black church. And in the formation of an organization there is some give and some take. In those days, everybody that went to church or were oneness, they were all, Jesus' name, one God, apostolic, black people. The whites came and they, they made room for them. And eventually some people began to draw away and so we had to have the PAJC. And we went on with that until we had a merge. And little by little, we found that the strong got stronger and stronger. And the weak got weaker and weaker. How is it faring with you today? I want to get stronger in God, don't you? I want to say that I touched the hem of His garment. I want to say that I've kept that which I have committed to the Lord and unto that day. I want to meet Him face to face. I want Him to meet where the hills roll with the blessings of God. I'm here to do something today that that's a big task for anyone. Now, you must take it easy. A Bible study is a study of the Word of God. Not necessarily uh, some ideas on calisthenics. It would be well if you got still a while and listened to God. And I pray that I might give you an incentive to want to be better. A little statement by a dear friend of mine gone on. You remember him well. They shot him. But I remember the elder when he got 
over at uh, Preacher Revival for me. He came to our camp meeting. Some of you that were at that meeting in the Indiana area. And he, he mentioned this one little thought. Oh God, make me better dirt. So I can do a greater work for God. You can't grow anything in dirt that's not worked. You'll just be weeds. But I'm telling you, we learn when we come to the house of God. Let me give you this thought here in the book of the... Leviticus chapter 14, verses 35 and 36, if you will, please. It's nice to greet each of you. It was so nice to see my son come through the door. Difficulties and things that prevented, things that break down on the road. But it's a wonderful thing to see that they have one desire. I want to be there. I don't want to miss some things on earth. Others I might not be concerned about. But I do want to thank God. I have something in me that wants to go to church. I have something in here that wants to hear again the old times singing. There's something in my heart that wants to see again people running down these aisles, leaning as they go. And I don't know how come they missed it. They miss it all, but they're they're very they're very very well qualified. I think you've got the fastest runners in Pentecost around here, and I do play running for the kingdom. So it's nice to meet you today. Wasn't that a lovely message last night? I my heart just feels so good when I see what is here today. No tears for the old-time saints. They did a bang-up job, a needed job in an hour when it had to get done. And I salute them. You say, who do you belong to? I'm young people. I'm still a learner. Little bit by little bit, I'm going to find more out about him. I don't know about you, but I'm saying that Jesus Christ will never, never leave you without His presence. And you will find that as you get closer to God and older, you will thank Him for the people that you accompanied with. Be careful who you make buddies with. If you're going to find some sensual devil, flee from him. If you're going to find somebody who always has a quarrel with the Word of God and hates good people, run from that man. Run with the people who make much of the Word. Don't just say, I came and got a good blessing. No, study to be a stout Christian. Rugged. Fleet of foot. Very, very well determined here. Realizing that we've only got one goal to make. If we've missed it, it's over. You might be a hang around. 
but I want to be a hanger-on. Praise the Lord. And so I want to talk to you about something all of us know. I do want to say that I have lost a little bit of my voice. There was a time when I I didn't need a mic. I wonder how we got through that age. They said, eat the mic. Huh? Said, eat the mic. We're not taping you right. Well, two boo. I'm supposed to go out here and, and learn it all in one day. I sing. Somebody says, you sing like you're an old man. Well, I am an old man. And you say, well, why do old people get so belligerent when you question them? Well, they want to take from us that God put there and my pastor put there. For as long as I live, as long as you live, you're going to tip your hat to the man of God. You're going to hold his hand and grab it firmly and say, thank God for my pastor. I, I used to get on the phone or Saturdays or something and I feel like calling him up. And when he died, I'd do the same to another dear man who passed on, Brother Cavanagh. I said, well, how are you feeling, Doc? How's it going with you? And the stock answer, fine. They were ready to be hung the next day. There's always something there that's ready to fall down, but they say everything is fine. And I kind of like that because God's going to get glory through all of our problems. If you hang on, He'll work it out. And be careful how you kind of vilify people of class, people of intelligence. Be careful how you run one another down. I don't feel like you gain anything by doing that. So don't do that. Back up this message and back up the people, conscientious people and wives we cut ourselves off of a lot of things by being saved. We do this because we have a desire to make heaven. And I want to preserve in its pristine form, in all the purity that it has, this message of the apostles given to us. Aren't you glad that we have helped keep that fire burning? to this hour. Leviticus 14, I want to point out your attention here to verses 35 and 36. With apology I come saying I have picked out something very simple today. Very well traveled that road is. And in bygone days it was a time when the preaching was that of cleansing. I don't know why people wait so long before they clean up. Once you get your head clean and your heart clean and you learn some ethics, 
Learn how to be a gentleman, a godly lady. We not only have to dress right, but we've got to look right and act right. And so this is not a bar room. This is the doorstep to the greatest things God has on earth and in heaven. Note, note the verse I've chosen here. Jeremiah, let me see where we want to start. What's that verse I had here? Leviticus 14. In other areas, it's the same thing as using the same scripture farther on in the Bible. But note how it re reads here. Leviticus 14, verse 35. Now, I, what I do want to say is my Savior knows the road that I take. And the road I'm taking today is that which is well-traveled. Verse 14, chapter 14. And I had this on Leviticus when I was should it better. Thank you for it, Jesus. Now, in this idea here of Leviticus, verses 14, I want this 35th verse. How can I, in one little sentence, give you what's all on my heart? First, I want to say this that God takes little and makes much out of it. I'm so used to preaching here lately of a reader. You know, that's, Pentecost had that a long time ago. They had somebody to read the Word, and when they heard it, the other person preached it. They quit that. They got readers, and they give them a chair there and let them bring scriptures, but we have become adept and we've become very gifted the last few years that the message is a work of art. And I appreciate that. Thank you for it, Jesus. All right. Have you found my verse of scripture for me? What does it say? That's this is the scripture to tell you what to do when you need cleansing. We need a washing of spirit and soul and mind. But without, without God, we can never make wrongs right. We can never clean up our doctrine. There are so many worldly things that are reaching in among us and taking the good away is a job that we must continue to preserve. We can't leave the good just laying there because it'll get dirty. But I want to thank God for the chance to come to a Pentecostal church. 
with apostolic convictions. And this makes us feel so good. But notice what I'm saying today. In this day, there has to be a cleansing. There are different groups of Pentecostals, which are, it's a shame to even mention the word. We've got to say apostolic, and we're thrilled to do it. But we're living at a time when you can't trust anybody. Because I find that they do what they're going to do and want to do and desire to do in spite of all we say. Now it is our divine mission to see if we can't perfect the church. In this dark day, we've got to make sure that when you're in that, you're doing what God wants you to do. When person got dirty in those days with diseases that were troublesome and some were deadly. There is a deadliness about some people's doctrine that would fill your ear. And they have made it look like it's something to be desired. All that it is to most people is confusion. We've learned of late that there's a lot of people have sold the, the Bible out to collect a living for themselves. And it was a special order from hell to let that happen in our day where people would lose confidence in the man of God. As long as you live, speak a good word for Jesus and his followers. If you're not big enough to stand tall in this day and run for God, just wish us on as we trod on by. Because we are not of them that go back. We are of them that pursue onward to attain to the prize of the high calling. This must be done. And so, note how it says here, there are, if you got dirty, you say, well, how did it happen? Well, it, it appeared on just on me. I was on my flesh. What do I do? There are some sins where you can get on you where everybody sees it on you. There are other sins that aren't so gentlemanlike. They cover up. They hide it. But let me also mention, there needs to be a washing. I pray that God would bring back to our Pentecostal ranks the idea of searching the heart. The spirit is nasty and wrong sometimes. And you don't help yourself or you don't help the bride a bit. I have been a gentleman in front of my wife. I did not use things that are not proper or my children. I did not cuss them out up or down. But this is a day when people have mean mouths. They speak so harshly about the best people on earth. You take heed when you talk like that. I've got a lot of good people that are called saints that I know. And so, if you got dirty, there were ways to get clean. Isn't that wonderful that the Lord and all of his provision 
puts not the, just the manna out there to exist. But he tells you if you've been around things that got you dirty, you need your brain washed out. You need your spirit walked out. Some of you have nasty spirits that I've seen. Say, so have you ever been like that? Yes, I have in a sense. I have been, I have been angered to see what people treat so cheap-like. Would you please understand that this thing is worth jillions? And once tossed aside, may never get back again. Say, so, well, I know how to talk in tongues. Oh, you don't either know how to talk in tongues. You just manufactured a kind. That's a cheap thing. And that's not to be accepted here or hereafter. Then there is also the washing first of the individual. That's one. There needs to be a washing of the clothes. Then lastly, there was a washing of the church. You have to see, now there, are, there always is a way for a cleansing. When you cut off that, you're cut off. Here's what he has. He said, you need to get this scraper and scrape out your mind. Quit toying, playing with damnable things. Take them in and throw them as far as you can. Like that tall angel in the Bible said he's going to Cast your soul into the black darkness of eternity, never to be found again. I'm in this thing to save my shivering soul. I belong to the king. But you get dirty. What do you do? Scrape your mind. Quit letting the devil play with your brain. Search your heart. Hidden things may be in there. And so, what do you do about it? Scrape your mind. It shall not direct my path. For my Lord gave me a lamp under the feet. And He's saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. And if you... Want to make heaven your home, you've got to be careful about your cleansing. Hallelujah. Then there is something else there to consider. It's in the, it's in the individual that he got in a house. How can leprosy get in a house? Somebody's had to be around the house. I mean, we find that our things all about us are changing. It's in your, it's in your walk. It's in your cleansing here of apparel. Little by little, we pick up the mate here. The people are... When they come around, we show them the finest clothes. There's nothing wrong with that. I wish you the best. But make sure it's 
It's a beautiful garment. I have marveled at how we change so often here to something that is so beneath what we should have. I want to thank God for godly women who wear their garments well. And I'm proud of them. And I'm glad to see our young people and our men come along and they have apparel that denotes conscience. I want to be, I want to walk with a conscience of all that about me is here to perish and it's to try to bring down the ways of God. What they gave me to preach years ago, I'm hanging on to it now. I went to this brother when I left California and we crossed the, the plains and climbed the mountains and got over yonder in some other place. And then when said, well now they, this is what we believe in this area. It didn't cost me a thin dime to get up here and, and say, that's right, you don't, well, in our, this area we always want you to wear shoes and, and hose. In other places, they didn't care about that. We just throw it all this side. We just do our thing. And I I preached for Brother Jordan in there. He said, you can't have uh, the toes and heels out of the garment. The shoes. Other kind, they said, take it all out. And little by little we wonder, how in the world have we ever come this far? And one of them say, says this and some says another. Those are, now when we speak, this is what we believe. Well, it's what you believe. Well, we have convictions. Who got the convictions up? Do I live by your convictions or are you going to live by mine? We need to have some simple do's and don'ts. We need to have something that you can it'll make it make you be identifying here with the people of God and the scriptures. And I'm a, a very well grateful for that. But don't have it. I just call them ignorant convictions. They honestly are. I hate to be so down to earth, but they're ignorant. I mean, some of them are this one, so we don't believe in watches. Well, toodaloo. I mean, I appreciate the fact that you have some consideration, but you do need to understand that at a certain time you go to the job. We don't want you out here to be sun gazers, you know, and stars. There has to be somebody got enough ability about them to know what time it is. And we preachers have to understand that we preach by time, too, you know. Then there is, you scrape the clothing. Wouldn't that be a job? Where do you work? Down the garment shop? What are you doing? Well, we, we have to scrape it off here. We, we don't believe that around here. And so you've got to scrape the clothes to be admitted into the fellowship. That's nice. Thank God we could wear something. 
then there is there is a, another little thought here. Leprosy gets in a building, and if it gets in the building, it'll defile everything there. You can send your children to those assemblies, and all that it can give you is a hard time. There is something precious about the house of God. When you speak that, have a fond feeling, leap in your heart. This is our church. This is where we meet face to face with our Maker. Or be like Brother Bean when they found him sitting on the steps of the church. And it was supper time and Brother Morgan said, they went out looking for him and when they found him he was sobbing on the stairs. He said, what, what you been doing? Oh, he said, I just wondered, was there anybody who ever got a burden for Miami and prayed for the lost souls in Miami? Didn't go to church there, but he prayed for the people. Then, let me also mention this here. Leprosy, leprosy, leprosy. Folks, it's all about us. But listen to this. In eternity, God devised a plan. I want to say that there always will be something to guard. There will be something to care for, to embrace, to memorize, to say, thank God. There needs to be more God consciousness about what we're doing. All right. Now, well, I'm here to make some, give you some, some thoughts here and sentiments about our lovely Lord. But how can I, a creature of clay, tell you what God needs? What He wants? All I can tell you is, this is what I think about it. Or I have experienced some of these things. But this is all I know today. First, how can I, a creature of clay, crumbling side now, how can I tell you things about God that are hard to be reached and hard to understand? Can I give one word of counsel or advice? Can I just give a word out and say that'll be enough for this area to make this a better church? All that I can tell you, there's nothing I could say. Nothing I could add to the cause of Christ, except I can give you the sentiments of my heart and tell you, first of all, God don't need my thoughts. But He does let me have those thoughts. I want to also mention here that God don't need any of our people because He is complete in Himself. 
If he never came again to a Pentecostal church, he would have, the first visit would have left something that should be endearing to the hearts of all those who saw or, or heard or experienced. And when we hear these things, we say, thank you, Lord. There's something we have made their contribution here. We can say, this is what you told the apostles and the people of God. And we have listened to their words of counsel and we identify with them. But God don't really need me, per se. He don't need me. He's lovely without me. He's holy without me. He's wise and I've never been wise. I stumble over things here and there. I stumble onto and out of and around. But he's always straight to the mark. Then I say that there is these things to understand. There's leprosy in the person, in the clothing, in the building. And I want to change the style of what I was doing here. And let's just see what we could come up with. I want to talk about eternity. Whatever we're doing, we better make sure it'll take us through eternity. Unless you want just to experience something novel and new, which by that I mean eternal damnation, screaming and crying. I'm a preacher that believes in hell. I'm a preacher that believes in, if you want to be ignorant, the Bible said, let them be ignorant. Well, how do you get to be ignorant? Just ignore the preaching of the gospel. Everybody that's ignored it, they were ignorant. But I want to thank God the Lord made us ignorant for a reason. I want to say, how far shall I go back? There was a time when God had all the peace and pleasure that could ever be grasped because he's complete in himself. He had a people to be a nation of worshipers and their clothing and their speech and their ideals and all of these things were of God. And there was a Design about the clothing, why it has to be this and it has to be that and this color and you can't do it on these other days, but you can today. And all of these things God makes no apologies for. It's, this is what we believe. Hitch up your trailer. Because it's rolling on. Alright, now in, in this thought here, God is a God of time and eternity. He was here before we got here. But as he came here, he left a road into and out of. Oh, I'm so glad that he came down from above, came into our hearts and homes, and I say, thank you, Jesus. Again, in this, God was tempted to say, 
I say the word tempted in this sense to say that you must want to get into the kingdom here bad enough to lay down everything you have and say, I am willing to start it all over if I have to. I'll say, your life needs to be started over if you're, you've been around sin and, and worldliness and all these other problems of the hour. Believe me, if you can't get over that, you can't get to heaven. And I, I say this to my friends. I love you. But I will say this. You're not close enough to me. You're not dear enough to me for me to lay down my soul and my heart for your fellowship. But I want your fellowship more than I want to eat. I want that. Is there anything I could do or anything I could say to assure you of this fact? I want to give you what heaven hath designed for you. I am merely the one that you get it here and I pass it to another. That's all. That's my ministry. And so that's all that you can do in your time and in your turn. But one day, God had the angels singing. Beautiful voices. We, ha we have the little word that comes to us every now and then. My, that was beautiful singing. She sang like, a, like an angel. Well, how do you know what an angel sounds like singing? What you been doing? Well, how do you know what an angel sings? And so, but this is what we want. Oh, he sang like an angel. Well, I listened to him and he sounded like a bull in a closet. You know, singing. But God counted that. I look at those little children as they sing with such inspiration, cheeks all blossomed out with a smile, and they're singing to the Lord. And I say, isn't that beautiful? It may sound to some people ignorant. We're, we're not cultured enough. Oh, I want you to, it's the sweetest music in the world to our lovely Lord to see his youngins down there singing. All right, now notice this. God wanted this so much that he let Eden, the angels, have a song. They had a song. And I do want to say praise God for that. Also, I will have in here, there was no sin in the beginning. What would it be like to live one day, one miserable day, without some prompting from the devil? Some thought smash your brain? Some wish that withers your soul? If you had one day without any kind of temptation or dirtiness, it's all 
non-effective. What are you going to say when you meet him? Well, you blush with shame. Say, God, did I toy with a thought? Oh, God, wash my heart, my mind. Do you hate somebody? I've lived long enough to know you, you can hate people in Pentecost. Some of you here, I know you hate people. You told me you did. And you're going to heaven with that in your heart. For I remember when you said you didn't like this man. Well, who are you to judge the servants of God? God didn't leave it for you nor me. If you're a representative, represent him and not your meanness. We're living in a time where we're, we're ignorant. We think that all of our brusque pushiness is an excuse for holiness. You're trying to keep the church clean by stomping it to death. Don't you believe there's a Holy Ghost in this thing? And so, then there was leprosy in Eden. In Eden, and God Almighty looked down and He, he heard the wail of the people of God. Soon after the creation of man, He was dirty. Your parents and my parents, dirty. So where do you where'd you come from? Well, uh, my knowledge of ancestry. Some of us were this, some of us were that. Yes, and all rotten to the core too. And this is what what we're doing. This is as far as we can get. But oh dear God. I am so thankful that there is something to do. What have we done with the old-fashioned altar of repentance? Somehow I'm going to urge a campaign of bringing a bench back to church. I've wrestled with benches, rolled on the floor, beat the floor, wailed and hollered at God. Something about a bench. Something to hang on to while he whips me. You say, well, did I drive you from God? No, no, no. No, no. Let me also say this. God was pleased with his creation. The little hills skipped down the road. God's creatures. The trees clapped their hands when they saw Him coming. I don't know how many eons He did all this. All that I know is one day 
One day, there was problems. God said, there's sin. What was my text? My text says, why, you put on this garment, and it, it pertains to the evil. And the scriptorian, when he put it down, he wrote it down there and said, this is what we see in Leviticus, going back again. So sad about this to, to it, really. He took his time when he let he let his people walk before him. He trusted angels until their music went forth. What would it be just to listen to the angels singing, the chorus of them? And suddenly, every bit of that faded away. It felt like a hoot and a howl and a jeer and all of this because the devil got his foot in the door. And the great God who is holy, who made angels, angels are dirty in comparison with him. He's the only clean thing. And God was pleased to have this pleasurable thing here. Clap your hands today. Tree and the trees clap their hands. And to the wind he talked. And to the stars he talked. All of those things. Glorify me now. But they learned how to curse in the days of Adam and Eve. And the devil stuck his chest out and said, I did it, didn't I? But God knew he was going to do it. God permitted him to do it. And then what do you have? You have an angel that needs to be cleaned up. Well, let me tell you something in a hurry. Angels will never get cleaned up once they have gone astray. There was a dirty this and that, and they wanted me there. They are not alive today, to my knowledge, about me, and thanks be to God, I am very much alive in spite of everything around me. And my wife won't let me die. And then, then let me tell you what they said. God said, I made you. I put you where you were. Why did you do this to me? The most brilliant angel ever created. But into his heart crept all the wickedness 
all of the meanness, all of the desire, all of his pompiness, all of his things that he put for himself and posterity. This one sinned. And he said, I want to be like the Most High. He didn't want to be number two. He wanted to be number one. Hallelujah. Then God devised a plan. Said, we're going to wash. Now, angels can't be saved once they have thrown down their sword. They'll never be able to come back. But little old fleshy you and I, we can get up again. We can wash ourselves. We can say, where is he? I'm going to fight for my survival. I'm going to thrust all of these who are leading me astray. I'll get out of this somehow. But this is what I'm saying. They were preaching in Pentecost, and after 20 years, the smallest brain they had in Pentecost wrote the books that organizations use, oneness organizations, as the best writers on the Godhead, so on. And I am at the place in life where I can't remember. His name was, it comes to me and it goes. Oneness man. How, what happened to it? He began to preach that everyone is going to have the hour of restitution. And even the devil will be saved. If we ever experience such a thought, it is the devil who's trying to assert this, insert, into your brain and get you to believe that God will do this. No, no, no. no. God is, was not going to do anything like that. It was called this doctrine. Uh, here's people have listened, listened, and then finally, now this is one thing after another. You have this restitution of all things. They'll come back like what they were. Well, I tell you, there's one angel God is going to mess up in a hurry. He's, he's given them a time. He said, take your time. You say, well, is God going to do anything? He is going to take the whole mess of them and burn them up. Do you understand the God I represent? He got so vexed at sin, realizing down there they're just creatures of clay, and now they are coming, trying to assert themselves to be what they are not. What do we do? Well, He goes and he says, this is what I tell you we need to do. You must wash you of all things. You've got to be a cleansing. And so the angel songs come back once you're clean. You don't get yourself to be clean when you're full of devilment and evil. When you hate your brother. When you sell your soul cheap. They have made it easy now to confess for all kinds of adultery and devilment and stealing and 
other things. What's happened to old-fashioned purity? If you got dirty, don't you be wanting to be cleaned up again? If you've got all of these wicked thoughts of what are confusing, it's the devil trying to take your mind and run with it. When there needs to be a, a handy, a clap, a handful of praise and love to God, God loves that. God loves you leaping over seats to give Him glory. He told the trees to skip on by. And then they slapped that out of us and now we're, we they said we're not supposed to do that. We're, no more of this and no more of that, but oh, I'm so thankful God put us in a place where we could get our head on straight. Now also here I want to say Leprosy gets in Eden, and they died. You say, how big is my God? This big. He killed a whole world in one shot. Drowned them. Drowned them. He gave a man a hundred years to learn how to be a carpenter. Then he said, this is the time. Waited a hundred years for people to bow a knee and get going, and they wouldn't do it. He killed them all in a, in a day. You say, well, your God do that, he'd wipe them all out if he had to, over again. God does this for the, the cleansing thing that must always be here. Preachers need to be holiness preachers. Saints need to sing worldly songs. Oh, oh no, they need to sing hymns. They need to sing that give God some honor and thanks. We are not with the newest fad that comes out. We don't put that on just to make us look like somebody. God wants you like you are. He wants you to be sensible, clean in your thinking, true in mannerisms. Quit your affected styles, affective, that is, Choosing to be like you are really not. Then I want to say, in all of these things God said, it seemeth to me, when he came to the house, it seemeth to me that this is wickedness. It is a leprosy. And so they had to scream and scream to get that off. Holiness is everybody's business around here. Holiness is your main job. And it's the only one that pays well. And then here, he went on and said, Brother Noah got him the judgment. He saw them all wash away. He didn't scream and carry on and toss himself about, he saw some of his neighbors trying to keep afloat. But for years of this, it's going to be an awful thing to do. He saw this, but it was too late. Also, I want to say this. Adam 
cannot stand it. A man that loved, loved life. There is something beautiful about life. Got hold of a phone the other day. My, my dad died. My family's not very close. My daddy died six in the morning. At six at night, they called me on the phone and said, your father dead. We're burying him tonight. Ten the next morning. My daddy died. Ninety-two years. Good man. Clean, decent man. Sharp dresser. Kind talker. Well, Dad, we got this to do. So I said, all right, Marty, this is what happened. My dad's dead. Ten in the morning. Or are you at the Chicago airport's where you are, and I'm down here. Was I at Houston? We had all of this to do in one day, running about, grabbing, making room on an airplane, and he's doing the same. We got there, had to rent a car even. Why all this hassle? My daddy died. My family hasn't been close, but my daddy died. Couldn't I just hold him once and kiss him? No, he's, we weren't very close, as you can see. And I said, God, you mean we have to stay in this world where there's nothing but corruptness and failure? There's no song. All I can say is somewhere there was a leprosy that got in this household and turned the house upside down. Go into things in life and you'll find in the pace, quick pacing of all of this, slam, one after another, beat you to the ground. Don't tell me what you get out there. It's it pays to live for the devil. They lie. It pays only for those who live for God. You don't lose one blessed thing when you come to the Lord. When you give your heart to Him, you got something worth shouting about. Pull out the stops. Skip higher than the trees ever wanted to skip. Say, He's wrote my name on His roll. I feel something brand new on the inside. I'm not the old man anymore. I'm bigger than that. And I've got a soul that I won't save. And I want to see about fighting for it. I can't fight it anymore. I learned that when I went to the gym. I beat the guy that owned it though. And a couple of champions of state. 
But they showed me there's a big difference between amateurs and pros. So I decided to play with the grandchildren. My God, if I ever needed you, now's the time. Adam looked out there at that fruit. He did. All that he saw as fruit it took one bite, sped it to the ground. The things you think are beautiful, so tasty and to be desired. They're like bitterness and gall. Don't tell me what liquor is good and dope. I did come from a home where they drank. And dad, they sold all the tools they had turned it into liquor. My dad worked for the brewery, drove a truck, spent his life drinking beer. He sold the furniture until there was nothing but a cot, a bed rather, to sleep on, bare. I know what it is to crawl in the house and out windows and everything else, trying to get away from that culture sold the bed, sold the things, sold everything they had, and bang, shot themselves. Uncle Jack, he was a bootlegger in L.A. The cops drank his booze. Don't tell me I'm missing anything out there. How did you ever get church? Well, I went to the Sacred Heart Church. Hail Mary, full of grace. That didn't do anything for me. I went on down, just a kid on the run. I went on down, hopping on freight trains to see how far they go. I've been down the road. Oh, I, had, I had bigger limousines you have ever been in. Huh? How big is a boxcar? Oh, I'm so glad that I met the man in the seamless robe. I'm so glad that he said, Come. And I will make you to be my peculiar minister. You say, what's that mean? Something odd? No. The word peculiar there means something that is that someone who is well off could find some value in things in a far-off land. I'm not very much to do. 
and I'm not altogether full of knowledge. And I would not be hastened to say here that it means odd. Only thing it meant is I belong to him. And you must see that things those belong to you. Note what happens. Miriam, Aaron, they begin to think evil and do that which is not godly. And so God smote them. And he came and he, he saw they had turned white and he said, just a minute. There is a It looks like it needs a scraping out. It has to be scraped. Where have you been today? And 250 of the best preachers they had in those days were swallowed up simply because they had gone away from what the Lord wanted. God, in all of these things, did this saying. There must be a scraping out first. Every generation or two will dangle this thought. God wants you to hear this, to do this. If you neglect it, you'll wander in a wilderness for so many years. And if we apostolic preachers don't get all excited with this message again, God will let us become some little off, off-shot thing out here on the sides where you'll spend the rest of your days running in circles. There was a time when this thing was hot to handle. And every era and every portion of our allotment of time, there are some things that stand out, but some other, other instances, they hang around. And that's fine, but what do they do? Well, they worship golden calves. Or they'll take something that's an ideal in their mind. Or they're in this for a living. Say, well, somebody says, oh, I want to be a preacher. If, you, if there is any way you can peacefully run from being a preacher, you better put your money on it and run hard. Not only do you have to answer for it all, but it, there's a killing that goes with it. It'll destroy you. It'll be, you'll become embittered to think that those people did those things at your feet and you didn't know it. But no, you say, I thought they were sweet. Well, that's why we're trying to tell you. Sin always is deceitful. And it, it only ends in doing harm to those proud possessors. There too. And then, you 
Israel did when they took Jericho. They crossed over the river. They all seemed to be happy, but there was one fellow still on the job. He said, just a minute here, just a minute here. We proud pretenders. What's going on? Well, this is what they have. We have uh, walked around and the, gar and the walls fell flat. And the guards thereof made sure that it picked up the pieces. So they, they said, let's have another battle here. We want to go, go on here. Oh, you ought to see how we really gain ground on the other thing. Run the enemy off. There's just a little smattering of a few hangers on. But we've got it made, boys. Downhill all the way. Well, that, what do we do now? You can't run away from any part of this. That they'll come by and they say, well, let's fight AI. We're going to take the whole land and conquer. There are too many ARs in our background. We should know that we can't do that wrong thing and be right. You can't. You can't. And so what does he say? So we, well, here's we're reporting now. We went to battle and we got beat. I mean, you only send a little company of men there, a little cadre or two. And now you're saying, saying this, that you, you didn't win? Well, we'd stomp them. We'd just send them a couple dozen or so. With it. said... They ran over us. They stomped us. They shot us, killed us. And God's in the background saying, you didn't wash. You didn't scrape. You, God is being asked of all the ridiculous ideas to be accepted when we know He's a holy God. And we want Him to accept our ourselves here which are, are not ready to be uh, God won't change and so this one fellow said we, there's, we can't find out who did it all one by one where God is going to let us be stomped and run off and we're all going to die out as a people said, well here's what you need to do get down let's pray here now they said First thing, we're going to bring every nation, every tribe, rather, every family, that sort of go on. You get yourself all affixed to this thing and stand there, and you're of the family of him, and you're the family of this, and so on. You And little by little, they brought it down until they come to the last fella. And, well, how, what have you done? Well, oh, I've done the thing like you told us to do. Everything is right. But we're being run over. Sin will bring forth devilment to those who embrace it. You know that. How do you feel? Why didn't they at the first shot get up and say, that, fall down, be mercy? Give me mercy. I tell you, there's too many people trying too proud to bow down to truth. But I want to thank God I had enough of the Lord to keep coming on. Another one, they, <clears throat> they hit him in the stuff another way here. 
people are now justifying themselves with their lives of sin. And we are to accept it all. What am I going to say? You say, I'm a filthy-minded man because I said, see this place over here? I haven't told this around. But I think I will now, a portion thereof. They have lost any respect for the preachers. Ah, I remember the days when people were careful what they said about the ministry. And I always want to be. Someday the Lord said he'd use me. Well, I haven't done much here. We'll see about the after. Let's, let me mention I had in the formation of the AMF Apostolic Ministers Fellowship I had this to say. Here's what you use with any of the things we have here. You come here and uh, this is what we're trying to make as a credo. All I want is the church where we could feel the apostles, like the apostles, the truth held forth. Some of the best writers in Pentecost, they've had their sentiments out there. They say, we say this very, very truthfully. Some of those days were the most beautiful days in my life. People were trying to represent this book. And I am thankful for that. And it cost some of us money, some of us time. It cost some of us neighbors. I mean, they, they ran from us like we needed a, to be washed out. They fled from us. You say, what did you do? Well, I, I never let it be said much, but I said, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> if this is what it takes, that's not enough to make me run. And so little by little, we came to this hour. And I want to thank God for what I learned at that time. And I want to say, what keep your, the value of your roots and be thankful for them. Always have an ideal, but be clean. Over here is Brother So-and-So. Have you heard about this? I don't want to hear gossip. I don't want to come it and stomp it into the ground. I don't want to see people get up here and stamp it and then act as though they knew it all the time. Listen to me. When one of our fellows, our men, our strong men, strong saints, wives, mothers, fathers, when one of those dear people die out 
we're in trouble. I hurt when I see that you have to go out some moved away from our assemblies and get out where there's no real... Don't you get away from a God-preaching group. If there's nobody that preaches Jesus' name, apostolic, holiness, doctrine, flee from it. Find it wherever it is. See, you mean we have to stomp all over you and you can't go to heaven without a preacher. You can't sit in some old backslidden church and get in. And we don't identify with this guy's own Bible schools here and make front pages and on that score. I had Brother Joe Duke walk by, preach to us. And he'd say, Brother Ballester, I think he preached three revivals. He said, now if you're going anywhere for a couple weeks, I'll be here. I'll keep it clean for you. I said, I understand you will. <laughs> be nobody left. <laughs> Uh, but nevertheless, bless his heart. They come, and there was a man standing there in the line, you know. Brother, he, he went under the searchlight, walked on by, head held high, and he passed. Brother Bean with all of his accuracy. Stop the show. Just a minute. Something wrong here. He passed under the rod. I know. I watched him. And don't say, but now Brother Duke, he didn't matter. Well, it didn't matter. He always could. But there was one time he put his hand on the person I think this wife saw it, the hand coming. It, she, she fell down. She didn't want anybody putting hands on it. He said, get up. Get her up here. That's not God. <laughs> Everybody don't want to be searched, you know. So, yeah, uh, now he said, and so they did. And so this lady in my church, this man in my church, I was so kind to him. He was UPC. I said, you're, the, you're our presbyter. And I'm over here now with toying with this AMF. Now, I, to show you the intention of my heart, I'm giving you the time. Run the show for two days. All right. And we passed over him. Brother Duke did. I did. Brother Bean did. Some other brother passed under the rod. And that fellow went home and committed adultery ten times. Somebody said he brought it to 17. I understand. That's where we are in Pentecost today. Well, we can't hold our heads up where people would rather sell their soul for a morsel of nothing. Oh God, why do you even tolerate it? 
Why do you even hold a church at all? But God has given you the ability to be washed and cleansed and scraped. We've got to have a ministry of scraping here or we're all going to go to hell. There's too much wrong that's not trying to be making right. To the young men in this church, please be clean. And don't run over here and young women, young women too. Don't get nervous, young girl. As if nothing would ever happen. There is a man meant for you somewhere. Believe that. Don't grab the first thing that comes by. Don't do that. And God will give you a girl that will love him and love you too. And girl, hold on and God will give you the finest boy that ever lived. Get a sense of virtues and ideals and you'll do well. If you don't listen to what we're saying, you'll be out there two weeks after the wedding. Scrape it. What have I got myself into? Well, if you want want the best, well, you praise you get run over somewhere. But it's going to cost you something to live for God nowadays. And I, I'm so sorry that people don't know how to be clean. And now we have to live down these things of Trinitarian devils. God never called one of them. to. They never were saved. You say, watch out. No, I don't need to watch out. They weren't saved. If people don't have the Holy Ghost, at first they're not saved. And if they're spending their lives over here for earthiness, if that's all you have, you're through. God wants you to scrape your soul. You are going to miss the rapture if you don't get a holiness revival started and get some convictions get, and get some and wear out the old scrub thing here wear it out and that's all I can tell you I'm trying to make the city too somewhere they tell me there's a city where the sun never sets and the roses never fade somewhere there's the place where all the best people we ever knew met. They went on to. I'm so anxious about going there. You say, well, aren't you, don't you care about your family and wife? Oh, I would be nothing without her. But if I belong to something like you, if I thank God I'm an apostolic, I have so much to live for. My wife, the greatest woman on earth. So what do you have? A hope that I won't let die. What else? I have the best friends 
God ever made. Anything else? I have His Spirit to lead me and guide me and keep me in truth. Let's all stand and raise our hands. Thank you, Jesus. I want to tell you I love you. Merciful Master, I bring to you with my stumbling words, words of gratefulness and thanksgiving. Oh, God, my God, hallelujah. Ramondilia Shamaya, hallelujah. Oh, merciful God, I thank you. Bless every household, every mother, father, young person, children, every stout, determined saint of God. Bless them, I pray. Bless your people. Help us to get ready and stay ready for thy soon coming. In the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody said thank you, Brother Ballestero.